Hey there, cats and kittens, it's Geraldine Quinn. Before we get into the next podcast, I wanted to announce a few things. One, thank you so much, everybody who I run into and tells me they like the podcast. Please follow the Twitter account, Bang OT Strillers. Please like the Facebook page, Bang on the Strillers. And please, if you like it, it's a free thing uh, that costs a little bit of money to put together. Just like tell other people, subscribe on iTunes, rate it favorably on iTunes. Everything helps. Everything helps because it's a it's a really big time investment um, from all my guests and and for me and and I like it and I'd like to keep being able to do it. We're going to have a one-off live variety show podcast record on the 21st of June as part of the Melbourne Cabaret Festival. So please, 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 please come along to that or tell people about it. I know Mike McLeish is going to be performing and Michelle Brazier and there'll be more people as that goes on. Check the Facebook page for updates and you can get tickets at melbournecabaret.com. That's the website address for the festival. Now, the next conversation I also need to let you know, this was recorded during Adelaide Fringe in 2016. So we recorded it before Eurovision. Uh, at the time, I was staying with uh, my friend Laurie Bell, who's a fantastic stand-up, and also a friend of my guest, Matt Gilbertson. So we talk about her a little bit in this show. This one is also relatively swear-free, but there's some really bad swearing right at the end. So turn off before then if you're sensitive. But let me stop gabbing on. Please book tickets to the live show. Thank you so much for your support. And let's get on with all the silliness. Hey there, cats and kittens, and welcome to episode 12 of Bang on the Strillers with me, Geraldine Quinn. My face is on a tram in Melbourne at the moment. I've arrived! In this episode, I chat to Adelaide Glitter King Matt Gilbertson about his accordion-playing alter ego, Hans the German, grief porn, online outrage, and Tina Arena. As I edit this, the lucky bastard is in Sweden at the Eurovision Song Contest finale, and I'm completely fine with that. No, really, I'm not jealous at all. This was recorded during Adelaide Fringe 2016 and Matt had just shown me around his beautiful refurbished house and given me a lot of tea. I think I'd had three hours sleep. So, let us begin. That's it. We've started as far as I'm Oh, we have? It, yeah. Oh, it's Matt Gilbertson. It's Geraldine Quinn. Hello. Welcome to Adelaide. Thank you. Can you hear Welcome. your aircon? I can hear a little bit of a of a um, hum, but I, I does it add add some atmosphere? I think it's better than dying <laughs> in a heat It's not a um, it's not my respirator. It's not uh, <laughs> it's not keeping me. Well, it is keeping me alive, but oh. not, not it's not a breathing machine. Is I've what got, I'm saying. I've got this image of you as some like old 1930s original era kind of aging <laughs> film star on a Walt respirator, <laughs> like with tubes coming out of her, lying Don't on the know? bed with with makeup being applied by a nurse. You know, I have uh, somebody at work had one of those um, <laughs> machines, and I thought it was the photocopier beeping, and I had no idea. And I went over and I was, "What the hell is that bloody noise?" I literally was walking around the photocopier with my ear to the photocopier. Could not have been less discreet. And then people are looking, they're going, "Stop it! Stop!" <laughs> I think he would have found it funny. Did they not realise? I think they probably did realise. But, <laughs> I, I, but I felt 
horrendous when, once I realised, you know, swallow oh. me up, take me away. What that the ha- hell is that bloody noise? That yes. happened to me when I was uh, on reception once at a, a temp job and somebody <laughs> yes. came in with this incredible limp and I was like, oh, my goodness, what have you done to yourself? And he said, oh, I was born like this. It turned out he had a club foot. And <laughs> at that point you kind of look at someone and you think, I've got a couple of choices as to how we can move forward from here. I can either be terribly embarrassed and make it worse or I can move on. Yeah. And I went, oh, okay, who are you here to see? It's just, yes. There's nothing yeah. you can do. Yeah. That's good, though. <laughs> As, yeah. I, I would normally go to make a joke mm. which would, incre- you know, predictably backfire. Yeah. So, yes, I think you made the right choice there. Thank Lady you. Lady Quinn. Thank you. But it's not, not often I get to say that about you, but <laughs> you made the right choice. Shut up. <laughs> Where did... I don't want to do this like an interview, but I do need to ask, where the hell did hands come from? Well, it is a bit of a story. So, Just so explain uh, if anyone doesn't know who Hans is. He is kind of a is faux ca- German, yeah. hot pant wearing, accordion playing, kind of um, thinks he is a pop star in a cabaret world maybe. Yeah. But, but yeah. There's He's a lot really... He's really just me with, because <laughs> I don't know how to act. So <laughs> I, it's just kind of, you know, what I, I wish I was during the day at the supermarket, but can't be that, you know. So, so there's lots of feathers and glitter and everything. But I think he really did start from when I was growing up. I did kind of, you know, jazz ballet and mm. tap and all of that kind of stuff. But I, I did classical piano as well. And, you know, I did all the AMEB exams and all oh, of that kind wow. of business. And I went to a, a music school here and it was quite full-on classical training, yeah. you know. And I think my way of rebelling against that was by playing Spice Girls and Madonna <laughs> and all that. So, you know, in my mind, I'm there singing into the hairbrush so really, the Hans shows now are just the shows that I used to put on in my bedroom, but I'm now charging people. That's fantastic. <laughs> but what happened was I, I taught myself to play accordion the year I finished school. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a huge holiday gap between school and uni. Mm. So it's like something like six months. You finish year twelve exams, and then and then it's not six months. It's something. It's it's around five months. I'm sure you. I think you did the exams in November, and then university doesn't start till March or something outrageous like that. What is that? It's maybe maybe four. Maybe four. four. It's gone from six to four. Ironically, in year twelve, I didn't do any maths subjects. (laughs) You may have just picked that up. So. I taught myself to play accordion in, in those holidays. Well, if you got the keys. Got the key anyways, part. Yeah. I just had to learn the button part. Yeah. But I, I taught myself specifically so I could go busking because I thought every musician needs to busk, mm. you know, character building. So I learned about four songs, kind of pop songs, Kylie and I think at the time Shakira was quite big. So I did that. Remember that um, the tango song that she did? She I don't. Song, dun, 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 dun. And it was like it started as a tango, and then it went crazy. 
Oh, I must remember it because that, that was kind uh, of the, the peak video hits era for me. Correct, mm. correct. I, I kind of miss video hits because I liked Don't a little. You? I liked a bit of rage in the morning. It was uh, a ritual, uh, wasn't it? I mean, I mean that in the sense of <laughs> in the sense <laughs> of the end of rage, and then video hits would start, and I'd get furious at the television <laughs> at, what, at what was right. what was passing for pop music. Well, yeah, well, that was the era that I was. The Christina Aguilera, <laughs> the Sophie Ellis Baxter. I remember her being. Oh quiet. yes, Murder on the Dance Floor was a very big indie hit as well. So I was going to eat, uh, to indie clubs at that time. Were they playing it there? Yeah. Well, I think maybe because she spoke, you know, she sang in an English accent, so the indie kids would have liked that. That's a little at- alternative. There was a little bit of ironic Spice Girls occasionally in the cool clubs. Good, yeah. Well, I incur- I, I can get out my dolls later for you. Two of them are signed, Geraldine. I almost called you Jerry there because that's the one that signed. <laughs> Well, you know, Geraldine's and their magnificent autographing ways. Although with me, it's usually drawing a cock on balls on somebody's album. Is that what you album. do? Is that how you sign? Often do, yeah. Good. Yeah. That's, I need to get you to sign an album for me. <laughs> no problem. Well, I love a cock on balls. <laughs> That's what I do. I do that regularly. Um, wait, that could be taken out of context. Shit. Oh, look, you can edit that out. I can edit We're all not live. <laughs> no. <laughs> People have probably tuned out now already. So, I mean, whatever. Um, so, so basically, I taught myself uh, accordion to go busking, mm. and eventually, uh, I was. It was about six weeks after I, I was at the Central Market, which is the big market here in Adelaide. If you're from out of town or mm. have never visited Adelaide, the Central Market's quite fabulous. It's a bit like going to Queen Vic Market in Melbourne. Yeah, and um, a, a performer. A local performer named Catherine Campbell saw me and I was playing communards, Don't Leave Me This Way. Fantastic. So getting an idea of the repertoire. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she said, you should come and play at this club, which was called the Weimar Room. And it was a pretend German cabaret club. So Great. they did a show every Friday called Berlin Cabaret. Um, and it was a troupe of performers who uh, they, they basically mocked up a, a 1920s, 1930s Weimar cabaret show. So they used to sing all the kind of Spolansky, Hollander, you know, yeah. that kind of material, anything basically that Uta Lemper had done. Right. They, had, <laughs> they had just went, yep, we'll take that. And I remember walking into that room and going, oh, my God. What? I didn't even know what the word cabaret meant. Before, I, I was the know? same. I didn't know when somebody said you should do something with cabaret. What is that? I went. Yeah. Okay. And but I'd back go. then, cabaret wasn't what it is now. Cabaret kind of meant dinner theatre, didn't it? I think in Melbourne it was really songwriter driven. Was it? I well, because you had people like Eddie. Well, Eddie's was the first cabaret I saw, and the tech was uh, actually somebody I went to high school with. And he's, he engineered my first EP and the one that I've just finished, the album I've just finished, my cello. And then the second one I saw was Mark Jones and Melissa Langton. Because oh. Mark actually taught at the, my drama school where I trained as an actor. Yeah. And the third one I saw was Minchin. Wow. And I met him late 2004. Where was it? Where's the whole show? The first time I saw him sing was like 2004. Yeah. Um, when did I see his whole show? It might have just been that first Edinburgh. Mm. Uh, I was... No, I saw it in Melbourne before he went to Edinburgh and took off. What venue did he do? 
he did the Collide Theatre in RMIT, which was a bit weird. It was a very large theatre-y, but not quite a theatre. had a lecture theatre vibe, but was wide. Oh, And v- okay. it was really, really big, and it was... Yeah. Um, it was... Well, it has no soul, Yeah, that space. Yeah. RMIT is the... I can't remember what RMIT stands for, and I used to work there. It's the Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology, and uh, it's a uni, right? It's a university, yeah. and it's the it's a dual sector, so it's tech, yeah, it's um, TAFE, sorry, and uni. Ah. Anyway, so it's in the middle we of the city. Are the world. <laughs> what? Kind of, I'm just thinking of TAFE and uni coming together. Oh, I don't know where that came I from. It came from a really strange place. Yeah, thank you. But it was a shiny place. It's a shiny place. But I think the main thing is that RMIT is in the middle of the city. And right, okay, so and popular for it. Well, yeah. Melbourne Comedy Festival tends to be rather, because yeah. there's yeah. so much around the town hall, town it tends hall. to be a big yeah. hub around the city. Not only, there are venues outside of the, the CBD. How does it work? Is it like the Adelaide fringe if you're not in the city it's harder to break through i think that historically it's been a bit like that mm-hmm. I, I, I have a feeling in the last couple of years though there's been a few more sort of people um, are willing to get in the car or the tram you're always gonna have people that just go see what's on at the town hall yeah um, yeah but that's I, that, I mean i'm not on in the cbd i'm across the river yeah. just wow like yeah, like seriously, it's a fifteen-minute walk. It's not that far, but we do. Uh, I love that about Melbourne. The, you know, the river kind of dividing, uh, dividing the land. Yeah, it's you could great. be standing at Flinders Street, and someone will go South Bank, but that's I don't so think far. So. <laughs> it's like the bridge is there. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> it was like Sydney with the you know, um, if if you're North Shore, or, it's like you might as well say, come and see my show in Hong Kong. No, but Sydney, it's a it's a massive body of water. Well, that's true, but it's only a ferry or a you know. Oh, okay. Come on. Still the same amount of distance. It's any uh, excuse. Same effort to get over there. What about, does Adelaide have an equivalent to that? Absolutely not. Everything's no. 20 minutes away. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, you were less than. Was I? <laughs> yeah. Was I really? You said to me, it was 20 minutes away. It's like, it was actually 16 to 17 minutes was away. Was it? That actually... Well, maybe I should visit Laurie Bell more often. You probably now that should. I know that her house is closer. <laughs> She's not that far. Wow. That has put me off. I mean, anything more than 20 minutes for me in Adelaide? Oh, God, that's like pack the lunch. Oh. You're going on a day trip. <laughs> yeah, so to go to the Barossa here, that is quite an event. And it's only an hour away. I've never been to any of the Haven't wine districts. <gasps> no. I've, and I've Went done, to any of them? N- no, I've done about... McLaren? I've done about um, seven probably fringes. And you've never... Oh, we I've need never to done take a wine you. trip, no. It's a rite of passage. I don't drink wine, but, you know, they're kind of... Fun. Yeah. I think it's because I've always had... I think there was one year that everybody was going to go and I just went, that's going to be too close to the show time. Yes, yeah. And I just couldn't cope with it. Uh, Also, the thing that puts me off a wine tour is being stuck on a bus or something with, you know, if you are in a big group of people and if there's people you don't know, there's no escape, you yeah. know, kind of that, that thing. <laughs> if, if something does happen, I want to get in the car and... Right, I've had enough now. Yeah. Let, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. Transition! I haven't had a drink since New Year's Eve. But oh. you wait. Next Saturday, after that final show, Geraldine, huh, Courtney Love will be returning to the Fringe Club. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I would encourage any of that kind of behaviour <laughs> publicly, but... 
God, I'm excited. It's huge, Hans. Like he just, Maybe. he just feels no. But you know what? If you if you're hesitating, your branding is like. But is that's, that? that's but what's so great about those sorts of characters that is that they can be. Yeah. That they are a star in their mind. I think yeah, Meow yeah, Meow. Yeah. Similarly, she's she's a, a beautiful, broken but soaring bird as yeah. a character. So she's but she's glorious as yes. the character. Yes. So you, she never comes on weak. Any weakness that's, that's in her character is absolutely part of her. Put on the, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's part of it's part of her sorrow of the character or whatever. Yeah, yes. and so so she's this big and then you have all this control. Mm. Mm. It's a bit hard when you're yourself. It is. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> and you know, this. I've had people kind of. You should do a show as you, or you should. And I don't actually don't know if I could. I really don't know I don't if I would be able to. to. I don't but, think so. but a lot of people have put a lot of pressure on me to do it. Kind of stand-up comedy people have said you should do something as you, or, and I don't know. And then I kind of go. Why? I I feel like I like having a persona to. Yeah. To um, perform, you know, yeah. a stage persona, and I really don't know if I would feel comfortable. It removes you to a de- to a certain degree, so you get allowed to say right. or do things yeah, that absolutely. you could do. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm scared I'd say something on the stage, you know, because that's how I would feel comfortable. As kind of in my mind, I would say a thing that I would typically say as Hans. Yeah. But if I said that as me, God. We had a blackout yesterday in the game. What happened? I heard about this. I heard about seven shows had to be cancelled. I don't that know just if folklore? they got cancelled. See, this is what happens in Adelaide. Oh, yeah. I got a phone call going, did you hear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I there went, was, what? Somebody, one of our guys backstage said, oh, somebody just came up to me and told me that there were people that were stuck on a ride upside down. And it's no. like that. What, what ended up was the Ferris wheel had paused for a moment or something, you know. And she's like, what the, what, how did I that happen it. so fast? Well, yeah, I heard that the blackout <laughs> last night was a line of people demanding money. Like, the way it was described to me was it was the final scenes of Lamey's, basically. <laughs> the people were rioting in the street. They had, you know, burning effigies. But you're, t- you're here to tell me that the blackout wasn't that dramatic. Can I tell you where I'm going this year? Oh, look, I actually tapped your thigh Are then. you going to Eurovision? I'm going to Eurovision. I have got the ticket. I'm going to the semi-final on the Thursday. Friday, we're going to the ABBA Museum. Saturday, we're going to the grand final. I can't wait. Oh, my God. It's happening. It's happening. Yes. I'm nearly going to cry. Oh, I know. I know. I can't wait. I'm going to Eurovision and I'm seeing Madonna in 2006. This is, this is a great year. This is a great <laughs> year. I don't know what to do after this. That's it, maybe. <laughs> Just go live in wherever. Adelaide. <laughs> Adelaide. <laughs> well, Jonathan Duffy's like got a hand in the Eurovision entry from Iceland. What? What? Jonathan Duffy's moved over to Iceland. Yeah, I thought, that's a bit weird. And Hang on, that song is great. I heard it the other day. She looks a bit Babadook, I but think um, he's, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Have you he heard does. the song? Yeah, the yeah. Icelandic and song. He, I think he's. I'm not sure. I think he was. I think it was lyrics. I'm not sure. It might have been music. Wow. I'm sorry, Jonathan. I think you actually listened to this. But basically, my mind is blown. That that 
I've well, got... Jonathan and I can FaceTime you from Stockholm if you if that'll oh, make I'm you so feel jealous. <laughs> I really, I, I love it so much. You and I, I are the two it. people that I keep seeing on Facebook. People saying, "Why aren't you representing Australia?" Really? I'm not a big disco fan. No, that doesn't shock me. That doesn't shock me. I am, however. I, 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 disco's really interesting because it's it, there's so many really good songs. Yeah. Like the pop, the, they're really good pop songs. Yeah. And there's so many great singers as well. But there's a kind of there's the cheese factor. Yeah. There's kind of a. Uh, Plastic quality to it. Yeah, that's there's a little bit le- lack of heart to yes, it that yeah. I might get with a soul song or yeah. a rock song or yes. a blues song or a funk song. Disco's like taken bits of everything. Anyone could sing it and made it yeah. very no 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 no. I mean Donna no, Summer. But, not everybody can sing Donna Summer. No, but I mean it, it's not a you're not telling a story. Yes, although Donna Summer songs. Well, Gloria Gaynor. MacArthur Park. <laughs> I only listen to the Richard Harris version. I'm do sorry. you? I do. I've got the vinyl. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you really? Yeah. I've got one of the vinyl. I think it might be because you know how in that, uh, there were a lot of kind of um, put together albums, 60s, 70s. Yeah. They do a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. you've released Compilation. It, but it is, but it isn't. They yeah, just kind okay. of give it a different name and kind of throw a few songs from other <laughs> things on and then put a different song on and go, it's a new album. It's like, yeah. Yeah, really not. Yeah. I think yeah. it's one of those. But oh, yeah. I understand. It's got MacArthur Park by Richard Harris on it, which is hilarious. I love that you reje- reject the Donna version. I don't know about... Do you know my drummer showed me the other day? My drummer, Sonia, I've worked with her about seven years. She's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And... Um, and she, we were talking about, she's been trying to get me to do, now, you're going to get derailed when I say this, but yes. I have a point to this. Oh, I might have to cut it though. But <laughs> she's trying to get me to, my band that I do in the comedy festival, this year we're doing chick rock, we're only doing women. Okay. And it's uh, not pop, so yes. I'm really avoiding pop, but she badgered me to do Chains. Oh. Not me singing it, someone else is going to sing it, but to put it in the set list. And okay. I've just... It's completely divisive. Chains by Tina Arena, people either love it or they hate, hate it. it. It's, it does take a long time to get started. Oh, my God. And it's going to be midnight. It's going to be midnight at the festival You club. almost wanted to start up from that. Yeah, exactly. So she was showing me when she was... Because Tina Arena had come up. This is yes. why I'm wondering if I should cut it because it's Australia and it's a really small industry. But she showed me her with Donna Summer. Have you seen that footage oh, yeah, of her with Donna yeah, Summer? Yeah. Please thank Tina. Tina Arena, are you here? Yes. And they sing Enough is Enough, the Barbara and Donna duet. Yeah. And, and Tina looks fucking like she's shitting herself. <laughs> Wouldn't you, though? Yeah, I know. But how good does Tina sing in that song? She does sing well. Next, if you're, Come on. If you're next to Donna, I love it. Look at you. You are literally sipping the tea right now. <laughs> you have just gone like you are on RuPaul's Drag Race and just gone, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Come on, Miss Tina. No, right. oh, no, 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 no. She's got it. She's got a powerhouse voice. But just watching Donna effortlessly 
just moving around. You're going, wow. She was pretty young then, wasn't she? When was I think it? it? I actually think that concert was filmed late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, she looks so young anyway. Well, I was in New York when she died, Donna Summer. I thought you meant Tina Arena. No, no, Tina. She's still still alive. (laughs) I know you're not good on the pop culture, Geraldine, but she is still alive, (laughs) Tina Arena. You didn't miss that milestone. No, no. But, no, I was in New York when Donna Summer died, and I've got to say this, this will sound horrible, but best night out ever because all the clubs... We're just playing Donna Summer. I loved it. Oh, wow. I feel love everywhere. All these gay bars. It was fantastic. Wow. It was great. I remember the weekend Michael Jackson died. And it wasn't everywhere you went, they were, want to be starting some? Yeah. We're getting a little bit close to the bone because David Bowie has just died. So I don't want to go into it. Oh, gosh. Don't. I. Literally, the moment I found out you flashed into my (laughs) mind, I was just like, I actually was genuinely concerned for your welfare. A lot of people were. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. good. No, it was not good. No. It's still not good. No, it's not good. It's unnecessary, actually. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I don't want to get into that. Um, Are you all right? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's some, so that's really funny because sometimes like, something happened the other day. I think it was I saw a picture of the... Um, memorial at the Oscars when oh, they were right, doing yeah. the, um, the the montage. I think somebody put a picture of that up, and I just went, <laughs> and then I was all right. But um, let me ask you: Did you watch the Lady Gaga? Why is everyone asking me that? Because I want your opinion. Okay, well here's the, the thing: the exhale told me everything. No, though. no, well, here's the thing: I need to qualify it. I didn't. I didn't. I did not seek it out. There's a reason for that. I found it a bit. I think the idea of it, of because everyone doing covers, I didn't seek out the Lord one either. Mm. It, it to me is a bit like, um, it's a bit like keening. You know, very. If you know the word keening. I don't know what is yeah, that. Keening. K e e n to keen. Yes. Is to loudly grieve at someone. So people right. used to be hired. Yes. As keeners, and they would to come to a funeral and okay. wail really? and moan. How come I don't know this concept? I feel like Facebook is this now. The minute yes. you know, it's like grief yes. porn. Yes. Every, every time there's a big tragedy or something, it's kind of everybody's got to do a big long. St- Can you imagine if the Twin Towers happen now? Oh, people would be going. I, I feel like people go over too much now with well, the grief. Do you remember April Winchell's wonderful um, blog of? Regretsy with no. lots of t- all the terrible things that people put on Etsy. Okay. And the, and Regrets. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah she's been... closed it down now, but it's absolutely brilliant. Yes, I she's remember a this. Wonderful voiceover artist. Um, and, and she made this thing. And she's just because she's so cutting and she's so funny. Yeah. And she noticed a trend that when somebody died, that, wow. pe- that people would start making things yeah. as in memoriam Cash. of them and put them on. And she referred to it as tragedy crafting. That's good. Yeah. I feel like Franklin Mint really pioneered that, though. Back who's, in, who's Franklin Mint? Franklin Mint were those plates that you could get in the 90s, you know, and Diana was on every single second one. <laughs> Fantastic. Franklin Mint. And they did it like, like Fabergé eggs and things like that. And you yeah. used to get them kind of in magazines and they, you'd post away for, for a Franklin Mint plate. 
Oh, I my never, God. I don't own any Franklin Mint. But well, that's the thing. We did – I was lucky. We did so much Bowie in the year before because the exhibition course, was the in Melbourne. Exhibition. So I was doing work with Acme and, and, and yeah. it was just – and so it felt like a great year of celebration of him. And then yeah. like so quickly in 2016 he wasn't there anymore. So I felt like I've done that. My whole yeah. life's been doing that while he's alive. Yeah. I don't really want to do it now. Yeah. He's not yeah. here. And when everyone started doing covers, it's like I, I've actually been doing that for 10 years of right. cabaret career. I don't want to do it now. Yeah. So I didn't seek any of the keening out. Mm-hmm. And I thought if anyone's going to keen louder than anybody else, it's going to be Lady Gaga. Oh. And then I saw an article that had a, like a, a snippets of moments of this mm-hmm. performance and I did see what his son had tweeted and I saw people's reactions to it. And I personally think it's his fucking dad. Yeah. Now I've sworn. Yeah. It's his fucking dad. It's his fucking dad. There you so go. I'll swear as well. Balance it out. Don't, you don't think you've got any right to jump up and down no, and go, yeah, oh, exactly. How oh dare my God, he she really that. loved your dad. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. She's just trying to do a trip. It's like, yeah. it's his fucking yeah. dad. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I had seen a little bit of it and I just went, ah, oh, I think this is a Vegas version of Bowie. Right. That's how I would describe it. I called it like Dracula's night um, uh, restaurant, oh, theatre restaurant. Oh, a theatre kind of, restaurant version of Bowie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I just don't. And you know me. what the shame about I it is? I did like the projection on the face. That was kind of clever. I, I don't think that quite sunk in with my little bits piece, but it right. makes sense. Um, I mean, the thing that I think is disappointing is she's really, she's really talented. Really talented, So. Yeah. Why did she have to... Well, I don't know why she did it just, as Bowie. Why wouldn't she just do just it do as Gaga. you? Just do Gaga. Yeah. Just yeah. do her doing... Because she's such a good pianist and she's such a good singer. Yes. She just seemed to get a little bit overwrought. But um, <laughs> that's me saying it too. Talk about pots and kettles. But <laughs> she, she... This is the thing with covers and I've... My whole life I've felt like this with music is there's no point in doing a cover unless you bring something to it. You've got to put it through the prism of who you are. Yeah. If you do it exactly the same, there's no point. Yeah. And if you take it somewhere, it sort of isn't the right place for the song, there's no point. But if you kind mm-hmm. of... She's got to find that... If she found that little sense of well, herself to channel it through. immediately get compared to the original if you do it the same. That's right. So, so do something that'll kind of... And you can't just do like, okay... Don't just do it with a ukulele. It's yeah. not interesting just yeah. if you do it with a ukulele. Or an accordion. <laughs> or an accordion. Um, oh, God. <laughs> or just do an acoustic version. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not... And I've done all do these Do it things. with an accordion in hot pants. Thank you. <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> I did a mic drop last night. No, yes. <laughs> I have done three in the last week and I've never done them before. And I don't know what's come over me. A mic drop is at the end tech, of the set. How is your tech coping? Wanting to shoot me. <laughs> I don't know what has come over me. Mic drop. I just felt like, you know, I just felt like it was within the character. What sort of microphone are we working with? The one I did... Uh, uh, at a, it was a big corporate function. That it was at Clipsal. I performed at Clipsal the other oh day. So they, once a year they have this big ladies' lunch, which is basically if the Real Housewives were ever going to do an Adelaide version, this lunch, there's a thousand people, this lunch would be kind of like the finale episode of each season. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's it, quite a big lunch and everybody gets there and it starts off really polite and wow. then it just disintegrates into people are getting on the stage, people are, you know, 
One year they finished with the pot bellies and they went, they sounded great. They were the, um, this Sydney kind of dance act. The, the, they had a song on a, on a commercial, Don't Give Up, kind of that. Like, you'd hear, you'd you know think it I'd I, know it if I heard probably, it. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not singing you, but. Um, but yeah, the, the women go crazy. So I did the mic drop there. But I was on first, so I kind of was <laughs> so thinking, you peaked I was thinking people were already because in the past I've done that gig, but I've been on later in the day. So I came out, good evening, darling, like this kind of thing. And they weren't exact like they were whistling and cheering and stuff, but not really at the and I was kind of thinking, oh, what's going on? So I just finished, I went, and to all the other people coming on the stage later on. Beat that bitches and just dropped it and walked off. <laughs> what happened? Who came on next? Or did you know? Because you were somebody off? from Cats. Well, if they were in character, they could have crawled onto the stage, been at the same level as the microphone, picked it up, I and walked then walked off. And the sound goes, goes, "Where's the microphone?" Thinking I'm going to hand it back to him. I went, oh, "It's on the stage. You're going to have to go get that." Sorry, darling. <laughs> Oh, then I'm thinking maybe it would have been better if I came out and kind of like, after doing this grand gesture, just to pick it up <laughs> the microphone. <laughs> Do you know what's next? Um, have the microphone attached with a piece of like a little bungee around your wrist and then <gasps> do the drop and then catch it again, yo-yo it. Oh, hang on. If you start that doing that, good. that's really funny. You can have an artistic director in my name. Yeah. I, <laughs> I need got, an elastic, yeah. Yeah, something that, don't give it away, but it'd be hard to catch because the microphone will be, its balance will be a bit off. We'll work out the physics later. We need but to. <laughs> I feel like that is some serious rubber band situation that needs, like, you know, oh, yeah, the you know thick that, rubber band. You know that weird kind of um, stretchy stuff that, like, kids, there's kids' yeah. toys that are made out of this. Oh, yeah, yeah, thing yeah, to throw yeah. at the wall. Yeah, yeah. That, would that down. bounce back, though? I feel like it needs to be one of those... Who's the guy who made Flubber? We'll get in touch oh, with good, him. And good. Then Flubber Mark. The Flubber Man. He, the, yeah. That's, that's a documentary, right? I feel like this is going to be our Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> moment. What, move up. People are going to look back at this podcast. It'll be in a time capsule in about 500 years, and they'll say, Geraldine Quinn, remember oh, when. <laughs> <laughs> and ask yourself why. Why the hell? <laughs> Transition. My niece has just moved to Melbourne, and she's put her in a commercial. She's a get flute her home and away player. Flute, mm. excellent. And she's got scholarships coming out of her bum. Good, mm. good. She will get work. I Join know. an orchestra. I Fabulous. Know. I'm just, I, I'm slightly jealous as well though. <laughs> Because she's actually got training. <laughs> As opposed to flying by the seat of your pants and some sort of charm like a cabaret artist going, I don't know what I'm doing. We just said neither of us knew what cabaret was when we started no, doing it. <laughs> no, but good because, you know, most of the audience doesn't either. So there's low no. expectation. <laughs> well, that's an interesting point though. But I, that's why I think I liked cabaret because there were no rules and I grew up in you know classical world where there are definitely rules rules. and even in dance as well you know there was a right way and a wrong way probably not as much with a tap definitely really yeah tap is kind of more like ballet you know in the sense that there are kind of this this, it's regimented moves steps and And, things yeah I mean it's different the way you put them all together but yeah yeah the way that you would tap 
yes, it's very, you learn the, the steps. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think that's kind of what drew me to cabaret, the feeling that, oh, you don't have to get it exactly right. No. And it's still good. Yeah. <laughs> so I was seeing shows yeah. all the way through my 20s. Were you watch, when you were watching shows then, were you thinking of the way you would do it? No, because this was stand-up. I was watching a lot of stand-up. Yeah. I wasn't seeing cabaret. I knew people who were doing... Uh, that's why I know a lot of people um, who were doing quite well now. Sorry, that was really, <laughs> well, weird. Um, no, 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 but like I did it at my first comedy festival and somebody said, how do you know everyone? I said, because I used to go to... Their shows. I saw everything. I saw mm. everybody. I saw Rove McManus working with an overhead projector in the corner of the back room wow. at the Builder's Arms. That, that's how long. Yeah. I saw him at the loft when he was doing you know, that show at uh, Channel 31 at RMIT. Yes. Yeah, so... So it's been really interesting to have ten a decade of watching things and then a decade of doing the same festival. Was it was it a training for you? Was it like doing an apprenticeship, watching it, watching it, watching it? It was. It, it had bonuses and and it had um, disadvantages because I got an idea of what it was supposed to be. Yeah. So I got very used to. We have a lot of great musical comedians, yes. songwriters in yeah. Australia. I, I think we've got a disproportionate amount of really good, funny songwriters, and good songwriters. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think our, our legacy in that's incredibly strong. So I loved uh, um, Doug Anthony All Stars and, and yeah. that sort of thing when I was growing up. So I, I wanted to. Learn from that element, mm. but I also am not naturally wanting to be a gags kind of a songwriter. I really? No, no, no. I like witty songwriters. Show, yeah. Well, yeah. But I like. But people like Neil Hannon who get to be witty, but he's a songwriter. So the joke isn't the end game for you. When no, you're I want to be able to do a song that's yeah. clever and that has some wit to it. Yeah. But it's not yeah. about. It's not about getting the laugh gag. at this time. Yeah. In the song. Yeah, right. Yeah. Your songs are very funny. <laughs> oh, that's... Thank you. That's a relief. But that's not... That's that, that's interesting. That, that, that's the byproduct, not the... Well, it puts a pressure on you when you're in a comedy festival. You do start to worry that everything's got to be really funny. Yeah, right. Rather yes. than being smile-worthy or whatever else, you feel like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. So sometimes seeing too much of that, having that background of seeing all that stuff, you start to really second-guess yourself. No. But I'm, being, I'm really bad at keeping my chords... Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So, so, so you got the lyrics, but... No, not the... even that. So the song will develop during yeah. the show and I'll refine things and I won't always remember while I'm doing that show to go back to the right. document the original. Yep. and update it. And there were a couple of songs I really wanted to put in that I suddenly realised I don't have the chords. <laughs> I have to listen to the guide track that I did and rework Re- out the chords. Oh, God. Okay. And I got them wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I go home and do the rehearsal now. To your own song. I That's love an it. A minor. Oh, no, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where is your background from? You said English is your second language. No, it's not. Is it not? No, I'm just from Port Are Adelaide. Are you from Port Adelaide? Yep. You have an accent. You've got I know, because I pretended to be German for so long that it has ruined the way I speak. It really has. <laughs> People ask, are you from South Africa? I get South Africa a lot. It sounds a bit like yeah. South Africa. Yeah, and I don't know I'm doing it. To me, I'm just speaking normally now. And if, if I've had a few drinks as well, it kind of comes out a little bit, you know, and people are like, what? 
So, yes, I am still single, Geraldine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. It has, it's ruined my accent. Have you done hounds outside of um, Adelaide? A little bit, yeah. A little tiny bit. I did a little bit of uh, Melbourne comedy, a bit in Sydney. Um, and I, I think I would really need to do a whole festival and build it up again. You mm. know, I need to start again, basically, if I'm going to do it properly. Mm. But then another part of me goes, oh, well, can I really be bothered? <laughs> but that's but okay. But also, you know, I, re- I love living here in Adelaide and um, I know that that's shocking to a lot of people. But it is, you know, it's, it's like Cheers. It's where everybody knows you. <laughs> you can get a park at the front. Um, you know, it's, it's quite an easy lifestyle here. And um, there's definitely been things that I've done here that, if I was living in Sydney or Melbourne, I doubt that I would be able to have done them because it's much harder to networking and this and that. And I don't know. I can't really comment because I, I haven't done it. So. I was just curious. That's all. No one should feel the need to, you know, if, you're, if it's but working. But there is. Uh, the, the first question anybody will ask you if you're, is when are you moving to Sydney? When are you moving to Melbourne? I was they never definitely... say, when are, you, when are you moving to Brisbane or when are you moving to Brisbane? <laughs> I was not asking that. Uh, I hate no, to. I don't, no, I don't think you were. But that, that's what people will. People. Yeah, they presume you you, 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 yeah. you need to go. Well, you yeah. need to get out of Australia. Yeah, I'm, exactly. That's I'm the 40. other thing. Yeah. I'm 40 and I have no money yeah. and no one's sponsoring me. When, mm. when am, how am I doing this? Mm. What, you want me to start again now? Really? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same thing. Australia is the Adelaide of the world. <laughs> oh, man. You can, you can have that. You can use that as the pull quote from Thanks. this. Australia, <laughs> the Adelaide of the world. Don't you think? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> oh, no. Um, That's disturbed you a bit, hasn't it? It has. <laughs> This podcast was not exactly what I thought it was going to be, but I like it. Transition. Well, see, so my, my dad is plumber and my mum sews my costumes. So Fantastic. I rely on them a lot. <laughs> a lot. Wonderful. Yes. Joanne on the Janome. She's, <laughs> she's quite good. Is she? Yeah, she's very good. She sewed all my costumes. Well, and it's it- quite funny because... It's, we have now have a relationship that I don't think a lot of 30-year-old boys have with their mum, which is, I've had this great idea. Why don't we do something with pom-poms? Or so I'm like, okay, great, mum. That's your mum calling me. That's my mum calling me. <laughs> All right, now, have you ordered the feathers from here? Blah, blah, blah. Yes, okay. It's, this, it's difficult for me to appreciate your costumes. I know you saw a little bit of a glaze there because there's so little of your costume that it's kind of <laughs> hard to take it in and make an appraisal. You just like I just see shiny stuff and go, that's good, I approve. Yeah. But if you tried to ask me about the finer points, I'd go, I'd really I need you to what... stand still for a lot longer. Okay, good. Yeah. That's the, That's part of the point yeah to distract from everything else that's going on well, exactly well, that's why mine are getting larger and larger yeah, mine too exactly <laughs> yes well, what have you got with this one this show well this one is very full-on because it's a vegas theme yeah geraldine it's so a massive is it a huge show it is yeah i learned silks 
for this show. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I got a girl doing aerial, and I went to silk class for it. And I, yeah. Um, so basically at the end, we do Celine Dion, of course. So, you know, because she is, of course, the reigning queen of Las Vegas. So we do a bit of my Hans will go on. Um, and somebody <laughs> brings out a life boy and attaches it to the winch. And then for the, you know, the big part in the Titanic song. And I flip myself onto the life boy and start swinging like the king of the world. And then it is ridiculous, but... Because, you know, I have to do something that I haven't done before each year. Mm. So I thought, come on, what can I do? And the and tent's a great place for that. Out. The tent is beautiful. Yeah. It is such a love. It's, yeah. Who freaked out? The audience. Oh. <laughs> oh. There was a bit of a... <gasps> kind of, which I wanted. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, the only podcast I really listen to regularly... Is it this What's one? the tea with oh, Michelle Visage no, and this funny. and this? <laughs> I love b- bring on the strippers or bring bang on the strippers. No, that's bad. <laughs> you made it any bad. Strillers, stri- swizzles. <laughs> Blast on the. S- what's it called? <laughs> <laughs> I love it when people go, oh, what does this mean? And I'll just go, oh, sure, I'll send you a link, www.google.com. <laughs> Enter, you lazy fuck. Wow, you know, I had a thing the other day where one of the venue managers told me off for paying out the venue in, in character. In, in the character? Show. Yes. What? Yes. Where, and I kind of go, come on, man. I'm like, when I'm at the festival theatre, I still call it a shithole, you know. As, like, as part of the... You know. I responded to the email with the Wikipedia link to satire. That's all I sent. I felt so Naomi Campbell doing it, but I was just... I was furious. I was like, come on. Oh, that's just nuts. Just, it was so obviously a joke. And, by the way, when I, when I called, you know, this venue a shithole... I'm there in hot pants and fishnets and false eyelashes. Are you really taking what I'm saying seriously? Yeah. Come on. Relax. Oh, there's a song on my new album that's coming out uh, soon, hopefully, which is about a very famous nightclub in Melbourne called The Peel. Oh, I'm familiar with its work. As am I. Yes. And I was playing it to uh, our good friend. Do they still have the room upstairs? I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I've never seen it. I, I went up and watched once to. and went, I've got to go downstairs for that. I didn't know if I could handle that. I was very young as well. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> okay, so there's a song about the peel. There's a song about the peel. And I played it, was playing it to our good friend Laurie Bell the other day. And mm-hmm. I said, well, I am a bit worried some people are going to take offence at this. Because the, cause that's the thing. People always going to take offence at something. And, then, and she said, someone will always take offence at anything you do. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. Isn't but that the thing about mark of a good... <laughs> What? Is that, isn't that good? So that at least at least you're rattling somebody. Oh, I just make. Oh, I just. There's nothing to rattle anybody about this. Okay, right. This song is about the the whole sh- the whole album. The whole show was about the live scene, going out and seeing music. Yeah. Part of Melbourne's legacy of that is that in Fitzroy and Collingwood, the liquor licensing laws came in that were shutting people at 1am. Oh, yes. Then you maybe yes. occasionally got a place that opened till 3 and then you went, the only place open is the Peel. But then didn't the Peel, wasn't that the place where they were banning women? That's correct. That yes. happened for a while. 
How long did that last? That was interesting. I don't think it lasted. I think they lost. I think they lost. A, they were challenged and lost a court case. I'm not sure. Good. Um, <laughs> because because uh, thank God for straight women at gay bars because but, half of them would shut down. No, but because because my the story in that song for me, my experience and the story I was telling in that song was of performers who were out. Yeah. Who run out of who places wanted, to go yeah. and get last drink. Yeah. And then turn up and then go. All right, we'll go. We're going go to appeal. Peel. Um, so they're not. We're not hens nights. We're not yeah. crazy cisgendered women turning yeah. up and touching everyone's ass. Yeah. It's a bunch of performers, they particularly just want somewhere to drink. particularly musicians who just go who've just got off work at one a.m. and then they've shot or whatever else, and then had to want one more drink and that's it. Mm. People who've been working all night, right? And I still know. I still know some people are going to go. What? How dare, how dare you appropriate? It's like, I was probably going oh. there before you were born. Oh, but, <laughs> wow. There's a lot more outrage these days. There's a lot of outrage. I, I, I think I do it as well. Like, I get on the Facebook and I get a bit outraged at things and I need to step back a bit. I don't find you particularly outrageous. Good. Uh, I mean, you are outrageous. No, but not. I mean outraged. Okay, good. I think I only get outraged at things that hopefully matter. I was a little bit outraged at Malcolm Turnbull turning up to Mardi Gras. Oh, did he? Yes. But then, okay, that's obviously just a PR move. Why aren't you doing something? You know, that was the thing I kind of... I don't think there's a problem with being outraged at that. No, good. uh, (laughs) I think that... And there's no way I can say this without starting to sound like an old fuddy-duddy, really. Mm. But I think that the... We're, we are, and it's very amusing people who know me to hear what's about to come out of my mouth. But I think we're lacking in grace and uh, forgiveness in a way right. that's quite terrifying now, because yeah, because it's either you're on this side or you're on that side. It's and black and white, and it's yeah. absolutist, and it's yeah. really it's really worrying. Yes, I was having I was talking about something. I think I was talking about grid girls at the Clipsal, which was one issue. And I said to what, somebody... Sorry, what girls? Grid girls at the Clipsal. Is that the, the, the yeah, pretty the girls? girls that, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then I, and, you know, there was a big issue in Adelaide of should they be banned? And I kind of went, look, I can actually see both sides of the argument. You know, I mean, part of me does go, well, why are they being used as a trophy? And, you know, all of that. The other part of me goes, you know... A gig's a gig. If you're a girl, I go, whatever. I mean, like, but for me saying I could see both sides of the story, I was talking to them. It was like outrageous to them. It was like choose, choose a side, yeah. basically. Like oh, you can't actually see both sides of the coin anymore? Like what is it? Yeah, well, the one that really that got me, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot more, a few things that happened recently that have just really made me go, oh, I don't don't even want to fucking deal with this anymore. But mm. the one that I found particularly ag- egregious was the the gentleman who scientist who made a joke about women in um, labs being distracting in science labs. What? You remember that? No. Okay. He, okay. This is the context, right? Okay. And this is the thing that keeps being missing in all of these arguments that just keep being thrown up is the context. Yeah. Um, yes. He's he's uh, an, a scientist in I can't remember his name. His name is Timothy something. I think he's a scientist. He's um, he was giving a lecture. He made a joke at this lecture about. Um, 
how you can't have men and women in the same science lab because women are, are too distractingly sexy or something okay. like that. Now, context to that, it was a joke for start. Secondly, a, a very legitimate worry that is becoming increasingly a problem is that people who work in science and in, in these fields are suddenly expected to be savvy to public speaking yeah. in, a, in a social media yeah, world. Yes. That's difficult. Thirdly, yes. he met his wife, who was also a scientist... Right, in, in, okay, right. Right. So he's having a dig at himself. Ha, ha, yeah. ha, funny. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody went, oh, my God, I can't believe this guy said this. Right. Gets it out there. And then this thread starts of, and it was admittedly, it was very funny. When I first saw it, it was through the, this thread of, of this, this um, theme of, of women posting pictures of themselves in full, like, biohazard <laughs> gear, like scientists and science students and yes. various researchers yeah. going, oh, I'm too distractingly sexy. Yeah. And, like, you can't see anything. <laughs> yeah. And it was funny. And I went, oh, that's really funny. And like, and then the guy lost his job. The guy was really upset about it. And he, he lost, lost his job he lost over his job. that. He lost his job, and he was distraught. And his wife gave an interview saying, "Wow!" The, like angrily, sort of like this guy has done so much for his field and wow. everything else, and this this witch hunt. But <laughs> I don't this want to say witch problem, hunt. But he's lost his fucking you know, job. We, and you know what's happened there before you continue? That means that his expertise in that field... Are now lost. Like, he's, he's mm. lost his job. Yeah. I feel sorry for him. But this is the problem where not only is everybody expected to be a public speaker now, but there are so many people who are now commenting on everything. On everything. everything. So everyone... Well, everyone's always had an opinion, but now it's, everyone... Everyone's opinion is validated because it's been published, you know. Because yeah, you can publish. Because everyone anyway. can publish. Mm. So uh, the concept tw- Twitter of the outrage or something. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's the thing. I mean, we've had it with music forever. If you're mm. a singer, you kind of go, yeah, the voice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. somebody goes, how could you? They're the most amazing singer in the world. Because that's my... Tina ad- Arena did a great job with that Donna <laughs> Summer song. I okay, I stand I, by it. I never said she didn't. <laughs> I never said she didn't. You didn't have to say it. <laughs> you could just... Silence was everything. I, I'm moving on. <laughs> I'm moving on. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> this everything actually is grey. Like everything is. Yeah, actually is grey. Yeah, and there's a lot to be angry about. A lot to mm-hmm. be angry about. We're under divine for a start, mm-hmm. but but we choose our battles, and we and we need to remember context yeah. and 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 take the time to fucking Google something and right. take the time to find out what that context is. It's never is. been e- easier to find out the context of things. And so yet, when yet people aren't doing it. And yeah. you just go, that's outrageous. I can't believe that yeah. happened to you. Post, share, whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever. Um, but isn't it interesting that the measure of outrage now is how many times it gets shared? That's and like correct. that is kind of... Yeah. I think that's frightening. It is, isn't it? Mm. I want to know where it's heading. Because uh, look how far it's gone in uh, even less than a decade. Yeah. Hit. I remember sitting in Tim's lounge room in, in London and him going, you should get really on get Facebook. onto this Facebook thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I got a, a request for it and went, oh, 
I don't think so. It's MySpace or nothing. Until I'll drop another name. The first time I sort of went, Twitter? What's Twitter? Was Adam Richard in Adelaide. Oh, oh, oh in Adelaide. It was in Adelaide. He was, we were... We, we, He's very pro- prolific on the Twitter. We had lunch and he was like, oh, this, I love this Twitter thing. You just get to tell a joke in 140 characters. You should try it. And I was like, I don't tell jokes. And anybody who follows me knows I don't actually tell jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly enough, I remember the people that introduced me to Facebook, intru- introduced me to Twitter. Grinder, I seem to discover just quite on my own. On your own. Yeah. 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 I went, oh, this looks fun. (laughs) I like meeting people, you know, getting amongst the community. I've never, (laughs) never understood any of that online kind of dating thing. Now, I don't particularly want to be alone, but the Tinder thing for me, I just go, I can't see anything but pain there. Yeah. Um, I might be wrong. I know people who I respect and love that do it, but it's a different thing. I definitely use it a lot less now that I'm older. And wiser. (laughs) (laughs) And really can't be bothered with people. You know, I really like watching Melrose Place by myself. (laughs) But you see, I got to this point where when I was going to clubs more often, my my indie kind of crowd and everything, I just got to a point where I went, I don't want to have a shit night with a drunk guy. Right, exactly. Yeah, yes. I, I Yeah, you get to the point where you start thinking about the next day more. Than, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Going, how am I going to get this guy, who, you know, back to yeah, the... I don't think I'm going to get much out of this. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. It's, yes. it's not like, yeah, you did. And that's a, there's such a thing when you're in your 20s. It's like, yeah, you did it. You picked up yes. or whatever. It's like, yeah, what? But wait, let's look at the quality of that. <laughs> Oh, I'll t- uh, let, let's look at the quality. I'll tell you what, the quantity has been very high. Quality, quite low in my oh. life. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Well, if you're going to do it, you probably should make it worthwhile. That's what I think is right. Isn't that bad? I'm like, if I'm not going to go I think that's just completely standards. binge drinking, I'm not going to drink at all. What's no. the point? I'm drinking for effect, not taste. <laughs> that's How bad's that? That's when you go, I need to change my life. <laughs> Something is wrong. A yes. part of me broke a while ago and yeah. I haven't fixed it. <laughs> Transition. Are you doing one of these with Laurie? I would like to, and I kind of said to her, hey, we should do a podcast, and she didn't respond. <laughs> well, you're staying at a house. I'll just crawl just up next to her bed with night. the microphone yeah. and just sort of slide it up near her face. And then just get... And then just start talking and <laughs> and, and go, so, Larry, so <laughs> if you think I'm amazing, breathe heavily into the microphone. <laughs> Oh, stop it, you guys. Hi, <laughs> hey, um, thank you very much for having me in your beautiful home. Oh, uh, used to be... Grey Gardens. Grey Gardens. <laughs> thank you for coming and visiting me because I've always loved you, Geraldine <laughs> Quinn. Thank you. I have. <laughs> Shut up. I've looked at you from afar and up <laughs> close and I thought, that girl, she's got something. <laughs> Syphilis. <laughs> well, nothing penicillin won't clear up. <laughs> oh, look at that. Silver lining. Silver lining indeed. <laughs> um, I shall see you anon the next time I come to Adelaide. Please do. If you come to Melbourne, make sure you say hello. I will say hello from the uh, best of luck with the rest of your suspension from the Adelaide Fringe. <laughs> uh, this probably won't go out for a little while, so Fringe will be over, and I hope that it's not a dreadful coda. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. 
MacArthur Park, Grey Gardens, Donna Summer, Grinder, Wine Tours. Yes, Matt and I took on the big topics. Next episode will feature some of the extra chats from earlier guests and then I have Melbourne Cabaret Festival stars in the pipeline. Book for the live show, book for my solo show. Don't forget to spread the word, follow the Twitter account. Please, this takes ages. And now, some swearing. That's right, I'll edit that bit out. <laughs> fuck, cunt, edit point. <laughs> fuck, fuck it, you cunt. I haven't done one where I haven't sworn yet. It's been quite bad. We haven't sworn much. No, we haven't sworn at all. Have we? That, I just did then. That's okay. But I've cut that that's, out now. That's... And scene. And scene. <laughs>